Welcome to Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. And this is part one of Work Is My Drug, the Work Addiction series. I'm so excited to be sharing it with you, both from personal experience, but also to normalize the conversation that we need to be having as workaholics. So before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor so I can pay some bills. Vive Funds is a commercially multifamily real estate firm trusted by physician investors, physician families, and busy entrepreneurs from all over the U.S. Located in Dallas, Texas, and founded by Vina Jetty, Vive Funds specializes in curating conservative passive real estate investment opportunities for investors. Vina brings a dynamic perspective to targeting, acquiring, managing, and operating investment assessments using the best time-tested practices combined with cutting-edge technologies. Reach out to Vina and her team at Vive Funds to find out how you can be a successful investor too by creating opportunities for yourself to build your portfolio. You can reach them at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash Vive Funds. That's V-I-V-E. F-U-N-D-S. Again, that's drpodcastnetwork.com backslash vibe funds. All right. Well, first things first, you can't not start a grand rounds, a lecture, anything like that without giving definitions, right? (laughs) So of course, that's where I went when I was getting ready for this series is like, oh my God, I got to go get the formal diagnosis of, or the DSM criteria of addiction and workaholicism and all the things. So I'll totally commit to being a closet gunner and doing a bunch of research ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, that is who I am. That is where we come from. So I just got to do that. So talking about work addiction, it's something that is really not in the medical literature. I'll be perfectly honest as I was looking stuff up. And it's not even DSM criteria work as an addiction. You know, most of the time it's substances. But I do think that work does classify under the definition of behaviors. So behavioral addiction. So let me read to you. So an addiction is compulsive. It's often continued despite harmful consequences. It's characterized by tolerance and withdrawal, and it impairs a person physiologically, psychologically, and socially. And so as I was sitting back on that definition of work addiction, I was like, I really think that it hits all of those. Being addicted to your work, you definitely have compulsive behaviors. And again, let me frame this up too. I am speaking from my own personal experience. I'm not speaking as psychology professional expert when I am talking about work addiction. I'm purely seeing it from um, my own point of view. This is not medical advice, yada, 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 all the legal stuff. So anyway. I think that work addiction can be compulsive. It definitely is continued despite harmful consequences. And we'll get that a little bit later in the podcast. But when I got to the tolerance and withdrawal, I had a eureka moment because I was like, well, you know, do we get tolerant to the behavior of work? And I was like, holy shit, we do. Like we just add on more. And then we get to a new level of like the new pathological normal level of 
the amount of work that we're consuming in our day. And then also on the flip side with withdrawal, I see this all the time in my clients and I have definitely experienced it. But it's like that moment when you can't work any longer, be it an injury or an illness or the internet goes down. And think about it. There's like literal withdrawal physical symptoms. I know that I've experienced like that anxiety, like that impending doom feeling. I think I've even gotten a little shaky before. Or think about it this way. Think about when you go on vacation and yeah, you're looking forward to the vacation to like be get away from the work, but yet there are withdrawal symptoms. Like you're jittering because you don't know what else to do besides work. So my friend, even though there is some debate on whether being a workaholic is actually a diagnosis, I'm gonna I'm on team yes that I think that it is. So if there's any psychologists out there who want to debate with me, oh, I'd love to hear from you. That would be amazing. But that's what the definition I'm going to go off of. That's my breakdown of it. Because I really do think that being addicted to your work, it does impair you socially, definitely. It definitely impairs you physically and psychologically. So there you go. I found another definition from another expert that described workaholicism as toxic, obsessive, compulsive addiction towards work. And I was like, okay, I'll go along with that. I like my first definition better, though, the longer one. So I don't know if anybody else grew up with Jet Foxworthy. It might just be my, like, Midwesternness. <laughs> but instead of you might be a redneck if, we're going to say you might be a workaholic if you have no hobbies, you have little time for friends and family, you have very little social life. You describe having no time or you describe having no desire for things outside of work. There's a constant underlying anxiety that you feel like you're building up against. You feel compelled to work long hours and do perfect work. And you're constantly thinking about and constantly talking about your work. And you know where I think this stems from is from perfectionism from the need of external validation to increase our own self-esteem and really reflecting back on myself work addiction for me started as a coping mechanism and so I would have you look at that and that's actually what we're going to acknowledge today and get into in our more actionable part of this podcast is looking at it from a way that at some point work helped you. It helped you advance. But then there was a line that you crossed whenever it was no longer therapeutic and healthy and stepped into pathologic and toxic. But we'll get to that in a minute. The first thing I want you to do as you hear me reading the definitions and the you might be a workaholic if is recognize that recognition is key. And in our world, it's so difficult to recognize work addiction. It's super complex and multifactorial. And I say that because society tends to encourage people to work hard, set goals and meet them, always meet a deadline. And you know, one thought that I want to tackle that I think was implanted in my brain early on is 
if I work a little harder, then things are going to get better or things will work out. And that's not the truth. You can work as hard as you want, but sometimes stuff just doesn't work out and it doesn't get better. And it's nothing that you did or caused. And I think that was huge for me to help me see my work addiction as what it is, which is toxic behavior. And then to be able to start making those active steps to say, no, I no longer want to be addicted to this. I want to have recovery. I want to go into that cycle rather into the toxic pathological cycle. So going back to the things that stem, I think stem from us that lead us into a work addiction, perfectionism, external validation, coping mechanism. I really want to hit the coping mechanism. Because I think it starts, at least for me, it started very early on in life. Using work, be it professional work, be it homework, schoolwork, athletic work, arts, music, using whatever you term as work to escape or to avoid. Does that resonate with you? Maybe it was to avoid anxiety. Maybe it was to escape a stress-inducing traumatic environment that you were in. Maybe it was a way to turn your eyes towards something more positive because there was so much, maybe something negative in your life or so surrounded by negativity. And so here's your homework from this podcast. And these are your takeaways that I really want you to think about. One, Do you fit the classification as a workaholic? And two, if it's a yes, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Were my parents or mentors workaholics? Could I be perhaps modeling behaviors that were shown to me earlier in life? Do I have negative feelings associated with working less that might be rooted in something more from my past? And what triggers me to feel the need to overwork? So yeah, try those questions out. We'll write them out, put them in the show notes for you. But I think there's some super powerful questions to sit with to start getting under the surface. But first and foremost, like I said, I'll stand here with my hand held high. Hi, my name is Erin Wiseman. I'm a DO, a family medicine doctor, and I am addicted to my work. Hey, are you tired of going at it alone? Well, friend, you don't have to anymore. Come sit with me. I want you to know that it's okay if you need to take a break. It's okay if you need to talk about some real crappy things. It's okay. You're not the first to feel like this, and you don't have to stick it out and be miserable. There is a way out, and there's a whole movement of fierce females in your corner. If you want to come sit with me and be in my community, you will not see me in Facebook groups. I freaking hate Facebook with a deep and fiery passion. (laughs) But what you can do is come over to Aaron Wiseman's Badass Collective on Slack. Because guess what? 
Once a badass, always a badass. And this isn't anything that's paid. It's not anything that I'm like throwing huge promos at you. It is simply a community where I am trying to get people together in the same space so that we can have these kind of conversations safely and in a protected manner that you feel so loved on. It's the whole purpose. So click in the show notes, get over to the Slack group. We do have some community rules. But, you know, that's just how it goes. But I would love to see you in there. I am in there almost every single day having real conversations, posting crazy pictures of my kids and gifts, all that good stuff. And I want you in there, too. So come on over. Come sit with me. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, Vive Funds. They provide unique passive multifamily investment opportunities that they vet and bring to you as an investor. Reach out to Vina Jetty to see how partnering with Vibe can help you reach your real estate investment goals at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash Vive Funds. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.